Welcome to Jack in the Pod. I'm your host, Jackie, and today our guest is Mike. Enjoy. Jack in the Pod. All right. Welcome to the podcast, Mike. How are you? I'm okay. Thanks. Nice. Nice. Well, thank you for joining us uh, after school. Of course, it's already been a long day and now we're just making it longer. It's been okay. It's been okay. And so, Mike, uh, how do I know you? Through the education program at UPI. Nice, nice. And <laughs> no, everyone's had the same answer so far. Um, and you came to UPI simply because it was a one year program, or did you specifically choose it for a reason? Uh, I mean, I applied to New Brunswick. Oh, yeah. But apparently, I was not good enough for them. Oh, yeah. So UPI accepted me. Nice. Um, it was also my first choice. Mm-hmm. And so I just decided to come here. Okay. Because, yeah, it was the one-year program. One-year program, yeah. And New Brunswick is like 16 months, so it's also shorter than a lot of other places anyways. Yeah. So they're all short programs. And, Mike, what did – so, first of all, you are my first born and raised Quebec guest. <laughs> Probably my last, actually. My first and last. Uh, yeah, so you speak French, obviously. Unfortunately, I do not. So you can answer all your answers in French, but I will not know what you're saying. <laughs> and half of our listeners will also maybe not know what you're saying. Um, but so you grew up in Quebec, right? Yep. Where in Quebec? Well, I was born in uh, Gaspé. And then... Really? The... Yeah. But I mean, not not that I have like... Yeah. I have a few memories. One of like finding a screwdriver in the snow. <laughs> one of rolling down the hill on my little tractor. Yeah. And uh, no, I'm, I I grew up in Cowansville, which is like okay. in eastern townships between, it's like near Montreal. Oh, okay. But like small town, rural. Nice. Nice. So it's not like the big, big cities of like Quebec City and Montreal. No, no, no. Very small town. Yeah. Actually, Gaspé. Is that how you say it? Or yeah, Gaspé? That's like incredible. That's very very small town <laughs> very small town yeah. yeah well that whole peninsula i really want to drive on the way home like it's so beautiful isn't it there up there uh, that way well you see i've never returned since, oh uh, you've never gone back ever okay no, not even to was, tour like almost four okay so, so you I barely remember like nice okay so you lived in the small town quebec and then where'd you do your undergrad uh so i did my undergrad at bishops university okay. and then i did my grad at where is bishop Concordia university bishops is so sherbrooke is another fairly big yeah. French city. Okay. And um, that's where it like is. Two hours away from Montreal. Mm-hmm. And then Lennoxville is like literally this crossroad. Okay. Uh, but Bishop's campus is like massive. It's really nice. Yeah. I've heard good things about it. And there's like a student cap. So there's only 2000 people. Oh, wow. A bit of a like party school reputation. Mm. So yeah, it was a really good experience. Really good time. Yeah. Nice. Okay, cool. And then you said you did went to Concordia, Concordia yeah. for the other one. Yeah. For, I did masters in literature. So oh, okay. So did you do those back to back? Yeah. Okay. Uh, literally, and I switched during my undergrad. So I mm-hmm. did two years of English. Yeah. Just to graduate as quickly as possible. Of course. Then jumped in my masters, and then I graduated, and I was like, "What am I going to do now?" Oh yeah. So kind of, of course. Through it. And so, yeah. why did you like? What was your plan A? Was always teaching eventually going to be on your list, or absolutely not? No. What was plan A? <laughs> Um, or so did you I, just love to, so I did my, my CJEP, mm-hmm. which is kind of like grade 12, 13, if you will, like yeah. first year of university right. science. So I did my first year of science as well in biochem. Okay. So it's almost like two years of, of, of science. Okay. Uh, and initially I wanted to be a research scientist and I was like, screw that. I hate lab work. Yeah. So I, on a whim, I just switched over to English lit and then I did my master's 
And then I graduated and right. I was like, what the hell am I going to do now? Yes. So I did two years of terrible customer service jobs on of the phone. Um, and then one day, literally, I woke up and I was like, I'm, I'm going to go and teach abroad. Nice. And then my one of my coworkers that day was like, I know a guy in Korea. <laughs> like, here's his email. I emailed him. He hooked me up with a job. Mm-hmm. And then within like a few months, I was already on my way there. And so you were teaching overseas in Korea. That was my first gig. Yeah, first for, gig. For teaching. And how long were you in Korea for? Um, <clears throat> a bit over a year and a half. And then okay. I came back to Canada. I did my my TESOL. So I could okay. te- like my certificate for teaching English yep. as a second language. Mm-hmm. And then I went back to Indonesia. That was very random. And then I yep. absolutely loved Indonesia. Yeah. And then I did a bit of Thailand, but I stayed mostly in Indonesia for like eight years. Eight full years. Yeah. Wow. And <laughs> how was it coming back in between like Korea and indonesia like you came back to your license like were you like oh i wish i could go back and that's why you did or were you just yeah. following the plan so i i switched up like several times yeah. so like i did um so i worked for like uh, a company called wall street english mm-hmm. i did that in indonesia went to thailand then moved to a startup company yeah. in bali did that for two years right then did another school in jakarta after that so every time there was like a bit of a, a gap but yeah. i always knew i was going back oh yeah and i think that was like a huge motivator oh for sure uh, so this time around coming back thinking i'm going to establish myself in canada mm-hmm. is like a bit of a game changer and it I'm, is it's something i've had to kind of adapt to again yeah to be like oh no i'm not gonna go back yeah and so you do want to stay maybe in canada for a little bit yeah i'm gonna try it out so i'm gonna gonna teach here um, okay find a job and then i don't know if ever like it's not working out i'm just gonna you're gonna go back head out again and do you think you said you really liked uh indonesia is that yeah maybe the the thing is like for when i when i moved to thailand Mm -hmm. In my mind, I was telling myself it's going to be a bit the same, yep. but then it's not. So okay. it's uh, in Southeast Asia, sure, but you're entering like a whole new culture, different mm-hmm. language that you don't know, For and sure. it's a lot harder to learn. Yeah. Um, and so just being more comfortable with Indonesians, mm-hmm. and I mean they're some of the friendliest people on earth. Oh, they are, yeah. Um, and just knowing the culture, knowing the language, and all that, it's like it's. It's almost easier to go back there. And mm-hmm. especially if you're looking for a job like in an international school. Right. Obviously, it looks better if mm-hmm. you've already taught there. Yeah. have had experience They there. can definitely, yeah, it will look good on your resume to go back to the same spot. Yeah. And were you teaching English as a second language or content in English? Um, so for the longest time, I was like in the, the private sector. So I was teaching adults mm-hmm. for a long time, oh, like 16 okay. to, I think the oldest wow. is like in their 70s. Oh, wow. Um, and then I did in Bali, we were doing like tourists, like children, mm-hmm. um, just like pretty much eight, like um, I was teaching business English, kind of like all over the map. Oh, teaching wow. Online teaching as everything. Well. Uh, and then my last two years in Jakarta was public school, like okay. kind of what I'm doing now, middle school English yeah. and English and science. Okay. Very um, cool. And yeah, it was all fun. Like obviously teaching adults is really easy yeah. in terms of classroom management. Of course. Um, but sometimes it does get boring. Yeah because just kind of a lack of excitement sometimes oh yeah for sure i think it would be i think you're right boring to teach adults like the kids no matter what age even if they're kindergarten to grade 12 they're pretty entertaining yeah (laughs) most days yeah they bring like energy whether you want it or not but i find what i like is that sometimes you'll you'll go in and and even if you're not in a good mood whatever it's like Mm -hmm. once you start teaching you kind of just trick yourself into oh yeah you get into the groove you get into your lesson and all of a sudden you forget why you were even there before exactly and then you just 
kind of feel better regardless. Yeah, regardless. <laughs> yeah, of course. And so Mike, your first practicum was an intermediate school here. Yeah. And now you're teaching at a high school. Yeah. What were, what classes were you teaching at the intermediate school? Uh, I was doing mostly math. Oh yeah. Which is not your teachable at all. No. I mean, I was strong in math in school, mm -hmm. so it's not like the subject matter that mm -hmm. bothers me, but it's dry. Yeah. And I think ultimately teaching it to people who are interested, it's okay. Yeah. But I had a group that was particularly not interested. Of course. <laughs> so I found it quite, uh, it's not something I'm dying to teach again for yeah. now. Um, oh, wow. And then I did one science course, which actually was fun. The yeah. kids were into it. So that was fun. And were you just teaching grade eight? <clears throat> grade nine. Oh, grade nine science. Okay. Yeah. That's very interesting. Um, and then now you're teaching what? English. Uh, English? Grade 10 and then uh, grade 12, like the bridging bridging program. Oh, wow. Okay. English, yeah. And so obviously the age gap is really different between those two different schools. Mm -hmm. um, what do you notice about the students or which one do you enjoy teaching more? Um, I find like grade 10, like I find high school, the, so again, like in my middle school, I, I think we had a particularly challenging group and year. So they, they were quite, I think, immature for their okay. age, but definitely there's like this massive difference where in grade 10 and, and above in high school, they just, I feel like they see me as a human being, mm -hmm. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. not just this generic figure of authority that they they, they're compelled to sort of just like go against. Mm -hmm. um, so I find like building rapports and just interacting with students has been just so much more pleasurable and interesting. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, you still have a bit of behavior, but just generally speaking, you can do a lot more. Nice. And it's less management. Yeah. And what do you find about like the prep work? Like, do you find it's easier mentally for you as a teacher, um, the high school as well? Uh, I think in terms of prep, it's also a different subject, right? So yes. I find English, uh, I've kind of like been picking up a lot what my my cooperating teacher has yeah. already prepared. Yeah. So in terms of prep, it's been quite easy. But then because it's English, there's an insane amount of correction. Yeah. Uh, so that is true. There's a lot of paragraphs of to mark, a lot of papers to read. Yeah. So I, th I find like math and science, um, if you have your materials kind of prepared already, yeah. it's quite easy to just pick up and teach and then correct like the test. Math tests are um, so easy to mark. It's, like, it's right or right wrong. wrong. Right, wrong, right, wrong. Yeah. Point um, five, point five, point five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For everything else. So. Okay. But then getting the students engaged in the materials and teaching it is a little dry. Right? Yeah. So I like English for that. You can kind of, you can talk about feelings and emotions and <laughs> it's still on topic, right? Yeah. As a, <laughs> as a math teacher, that makes my heart beat. It's like, <laughs> too many opinions. <laughs> Let's talk about your anxiety, children. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, my grade eight. So I'm teaching grade eight right now and I'm really enjoying um, that the content's so much easier than high school. Mm. Um, however, it is hard, I find, with grade eights to get anything done because they know it's it's I'm going to pass no matter what like they're yes. kind of obsessed with is this for marks yes. but at the same time they move at such a slow pace that they don't really care there's like a good chunk of students who do absolutely nothing yes and, and they know it's fine ultimately at the end of the day even their grades don't yeah. really matter they don't not until high school yeah and that's what I found to be a good game changer yeah uh I mean, when I was in school, like everything counted. You could fail. Like I know. And, and maybe they just didn't tell us we couldn't fail. I don't know. But yeah. Or maybe like Quebec's different and you actually couldn't fail. At all. Oh, so you could fail. Actually... Like, and you needed 60 to pass. Yeah. And wow. I don't know. Like, I don't think that's necessarily a bad system. Like, I no. think students need to know, like, because we're there to support them. Yeah. So if they actually do the work and we support them, 
yeah then they, they should pass like if they're not doing the work because they're having troubles like now's the time for us right. to help them yeah. and get them through that so they in high school they don't need as much help exactly just establish good habits like, oh yes from the start oh yeah right now um our biggest battle is our students never have like pencils and paper like they just yes. lose them left and right but don't you you do you provide them for them that was, we, we will yeah that's what we we were doing but it's like school, every day it's like why don't you have a pencil okay well then i gave you one yesterday where did it go yeah i don't know i don't know <laughs> and i'm like okay well return it to this cup and they'll be here for you tomorrow like dude like you're killing me here like we hand them out like candy like probably like at least 10 pencils a day just yeah, gone into just the abyss. Through, yeah it's it's really strange we had to you know by grade grade seven even when i was in elementary yeah. school you had a locker you took care of your stuff yeah. your books you were accountable for, sure. for them yeah i don't know it's different here for sure yeah and that's my next question is do you notice a large difference i know it's been a while since you were in school but between the quebec expectations and like education system versus pei system versus what you taught in all the other countries that you were in i mean um, there's definitely some massive differences between, yeah, my own experience yeah. when I went through the school system, which was in the nineties. Yeah. Um, you, yeah, you were accountable for, for a lot of stuff, like your own yeah. work and you couldn't, even if you had like, I was, for example, like an anxious student in terms yeah. of public speaking, stuff like that. It wasn't a reason to, to like cop out of it sort of. Oh, I agree. And yeah. I definitely understand some people, I think it's good that we're sort of addressing these issues. And I think also that the current generation does have higher levels of anxiety in general. Like I think there's a lot of things like I'm not going to get, get it. I'm not going to get into this, but there's a lot more factors, I think. For sure. Um, that are increasing behind. mental health. Right. Anxieties in general. Right. But we, yeah, we were a lot more accountable for our own stuff, a lot mm -hmm. more independent. And it was, and it was, it was on us. Mm -hmm. Like you, you didn't sure. We had like teachers that weren't great. And maybe it's good that they're more accountable, mm -hmm. but sometimes I feel now it's like there's not enough accountability on the student's part. Agreed. And I think that's a big difference. And like if I teaching abroad, it was a bit more like in the nineties, like when I was in school, like the students are accountable and you're not going to just blame the teacher when they're not doing the work. Right. Yeah. That's a big thing to mention because I, even in my last practicum, I did grade 12 math and I had a student who did like poorly. They got like a 60 on a math test and normally they're a 90 student and this course is one that people have trouble with like mm -hmm. it's like a new math if you did well before it's not necessarily mean you're going to do well this time and basically her mom wrote like a mean email to my ct being like you are the problem you are the issue blah right. blah, blah blah and it's like well actually if you check that person has not done their homework in like five days this is brand new math this is a new subject like they're going to struggle at the beginning until they catch on and like it took a lot for like my ct to get like kind of like be like hey like what are you talking about your your child has not done homework in days they have not come for math help like there's multiple factors why right. maybe they didn't do as well on this test as they did in the past yeah and like i do find that there's a lot more like just immediate emails from parents being like what's wrong here like why why is this happening without being like hey to your child like dude have you done your homework last right, week Right. exactly like are you going to class or are you out yeah. for basketball like <laughs> what's the reason yeah um so i definitely noticed that a lot too which is why it's really important to document everything now. Yes. And, Attendance, and what's going on, right. who's doing homework. Reach out immediately, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. I fully agree with that. It should. Uh, and and I think like like when I was like my current teacher, uh, cooperating teacher, she seems to be really good at that. Yeah. And she said she's, I don't think she has a lot of issues with parents. Right. So I think if you do really kind of, if you will, like cover 
yeah nip butt. it in the butt right away yeah. have a system and have it one that works exactly that will then, help. and then it's it's okay but yeah there's definitely a lot less accountability i feel mm-hmm. like it's not so much ingrained and it's in, in a way it's good yeah um because i think in the past there have been like really horrible teachers just getting away for sure with oh for sure and like i can even think of some <laughs> i had like back in the day that probably weren't the best teachers oh, I've had some terrible and ones. just <laughs> snuck kids through left and right yeah. and you know some days are obviously better than others for every teacher but it is can be a chaotic system if it's not somewhat regulated yeah exactly that's for sure so you're teaching english right now would you ever like to teach high school science um yeah i could i would probably have to brush up on it yeah for sure <laughs> um, and i know this isn't your teachable but social studies normally that goes hand in hand with english yeah. would you ever be interested in teaching those subjects or i mean i'll honestly teach whatever they what they ever gave you um like no i applied to to teach for the like french core and french immersion oh yeah um so i'll, I'll teach that like, oh yeah i kind of forgot you speak french yeah. um would did it ever cross your mind to go through the french half of this program like the french bd program or were um, you always just like oh i'll go through the english one well when i applied i i just didn't really cross my mind to teach the french just because i'd been teaching english for about 10 years yeah that's so true. it just seemed kind of natural i think i also kind of did it at the last minute yeah so i didn't really look too closely at the options yeah you're just um, like oh, i'll teach and i really didn't know much about pi i didn't know re- i didn't realize yeah there's such a high demand for for french teachers here yeah uh, there is no yeah. but you already speak french so you would pass the french yeah teacher so like test I, i've anyways. done the, the interview and it was yeah. just uh they're like okay you're exempt from the french test yeah because you grew up in quebec it's like check yeah and even August if it's go. been like almost 20 years since i've kind of use my french regularly yeah. and i was a bit rusty yeah like it's still always there you can still figure out what they're saying and how to how you yeah, say no, it exactly. back yeah. oh that's yeah so yeah teaching core french or something like that or a french would you ever go back to live in quebec uh well, well that's it i'm kind of waiting to see if i'm offered anything here because yeah. i think in pi hopefully like mm-hmm. they have a they have a program where they recognize prior experience yeah not in the school board yes they do and no other province really has something exactly. that great you'd be 10 years plus well on the pay um, grid. a lot of my experience is actually because it's in the private sector it counts mm. as like what they call like allied uh work time so yeah, yeah it's half time mm. but i think ultimately i can get about six years recognized nice um again i have to wait till i when i graduate of course see, see, see what official. blaine says about that and um so if that is recognized and i get like a gig in french yeah um i'll stick around but then if not like quebec has such a high demand for for teaching and even though the salaries like one of the lowers in canada yeah um i'll be i'll be close to my friends and family okay so if i can find a job there and would you ever think about like rural quebec or would you want to be closer to a big city um i'd probably go for either like montreal area or like mm-hmm. where my my because we live about an hour away from montreal yeah, so it's so kind of rural it is like yeah not hard to jump into yeah like a train and go to the city they, they just developed this this massive train that yeah. goes everywhere um so yeah i'll probably look for some place near my buddies right and any other province have you ever considered living in or <clears throat> just those two for now pei and quebec yeah i mean the thing with the other provinces, it just seems like more of a headache than anything. It is like, more paperwork, looking into learning, it like whatever they're doing, the and their and teacher the... requirements, honestly. Exactly. And I'm just like, I don't know where to start. I know yeah. like, okay, BC could be great, but it's also really expensive. It is. Um, And I don't think I would want to go up to the north to teach yeah. just because 
I've lived in a tropical like country for so long. Oh, yeah. I've had to adapt just to normal Canadian weather. <laughs> to get weather. to PEI weather, let alone, <laughs> yeah. oh my goodness, none so, of it weather. It would just Chilly. kill me. Yeah. yeah, that would be too much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that's really awesome. And I think your teaching abroad experience will definitely come into play no matter where you are, though, mm-hmm. just in general. And Mike, do you have any like funny stories or anything that happened over the cohort <laughs> or our time here in the VED program? Uh, I mean... Remember? Funny stories. I don't think I really have any particular funny stories, mm-hmm. but I, I think like a lot of the people I've met in the program yeah. and just going through a whole year with the f- same 30 people every day. Um, it's almost like everybody in a way becomes like a character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this, we like, all play a role within yeah. this weird TV show of yeah. a group. <laughs> and because even in the classroom, we're, we're kind of, we almost become like a very like flat characters and the way we like interact in the classroom and that's how we kind of often remember one another yeah so that i find that's been fun and entertaining yeah um so that's been interesting and like the teachers and our reactions to classwork and sometimes like how dramatic we'll get about some really stupid (laughs) a a one reflection everyone (laughs) has rolls their eyes a fit we have to stand up to go put something on a piece of paper literally everyone's like Oh, I have to walk 20 steps like oh my goodness or just like how <laughs> honestly how like some people have had really bad habits using technology in the classroom <laughs> and then you go in a classroom and you're like and you're okay like... kids put your phones away <laughs> like, and they're like that. why would I have to put my phone away and you're yeah. like yeah we were honestly worse than some students like grade 10 students like I think it was Jackie's class the first one that we had where mm-hmm. we had to do like demo lessons yes sometimes and she was like encouraging us to be to like some specific students yeah. to sort of do the play acting, yeah. like being disruptive. But I, I think at some points we did not need to be told that because no, we, were, we were already we were distracted. Yeah. It was getting ridiculous. And even Jackie was like, uh, okay, we need to like chill. If out. you have like, a behavior card, do that. But if yeah. you don't shut up and yeah. listen, like yeah. basically, and we could not, we could not handle it. So yeah, I think it was funny that we were literally like a high school mm-hmm. class. We were. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty funny. And I think you mentioned before that we survived a hurricane. Like, yes. that's pretty ridiculous to yeah. think. The one year we were all here, we we had to go through a hurricane, which yeah. is absolutely ridiculous. And my house, like, luckily we had electricity back in, like, two days. So, basically, I had a nice vacation. For <laughs> you did. Week. We were off for, like, a week and, yeah. or more, a little bit. And uh, and then Zoe, who lived <laughs> right next, next to door. me, did not have electricity for the longest time. Yeah, shout out to Zoe. Definitely uh, <laughs> giving us some laughs now, even though you were not laughing at the time that your neighbors had power and you didn't. Oh, no. She was on the bad <laughs> The brink bad. of <laughs> distress, for sure. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's been a pretty wild year, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy that it's almost done. I remember John John Doran saying, like, it'll be over, like, before you realize it. And yeah. and we're all like, mm, are you sure? Because each day is passing very slowly. Yeah, <laughs> and right. now it's blinked and it's almost over. We have, what, two and a half weeks left? And that's basically it. Yeah. And we're all done. It is nuts. Yeah. Well, Mike, thanks for being on the podcast. This was great. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, actually. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Jack in the pod. <laughs>